This is big. Philadelphia Eagles are This ball is out of here. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Thread Needle Podcast. I am your host, Jared Kelly, also brought by my side, my co-host, Sean Bruner. Hope you guys are having a love, lovely Thursday afternoon. Uh, I know the weather is looking pretty nice, but so, Sean, opening up the show, man, I just wanted to get right into it. I'm sorry. I'm antsy. I'm feeling it. I'm ecstatic right now. So, right before the podcast, we saw that Kevin Durant was requesting a trade from Brooklyn. Woj bomb. Yeah, Woj bomb. bomb. <laughs> so, I mean, dude, this is nuts. But I wasn't putting it over my head that Kevin Durant was going to try to request a trade. But ultimately, I thought he was sitting down with the whole uh, Brooklyn's front office. And, you know, they were kind of like working out some moves to kind of require some people building around Kevin Durant and kind of trying to get rid of Kyrie Irving. So... You know, so so it's it's crazy, man. The the off season NBA moves are crazy, man. So what are your thoughts about everything, Sean? It's absolutely insane. The NBA off season is always terrific, and it's really interesting to see which team is actually going to trade for Kevin Durant. I mean, how do you actually trade for Kevin Durant? Yeah, we were you talk- have to. Yeah, we were just talking about that right before the podcast. Yeah, like you have to give up like a star for Kevin Durant, and you know the Brooklyn wants a star in return. Yeah, everything. absolutely. So who's actually going to take the bet on that four-year contract and hope that he plays the same as Kevin Durant has always played? Right. Uh, Phoenix and Miami are his two options right now listed. Phoenix and Miami? As of, as of wow. right now. But, yeah, it's I mean, like, could you like, imagine him going to, like, Phoenix? Or, oh, my God, dude. Make them even better. But Miami, also at the same but, time, like, between Phoenix and Miami, like, they're kind of the both same uh, team bound because also at the same time, like, they got a bunch of young cats with a ton of potential, both teams, you know what I mean? So you don't have a lot of vets on my – well, kind of more towards Miami, but not really on Phoenix's end. It's it's kind of a little more young guys, but they're kind of, like, similar in in both ways, both of the teams. But also at the same time, like, we talked about this, Sean, right before the podcast opening it up, um, about the Kevin Durant trade. Like you said, like you brought up a great point. You would have to trade ultimately a star for a star. You know, but also at the same time, do you risk trading for Kevin Durant under all the circumstances, knowing that he's also a drama case off of the court on social media? You know what I mean? With the burner accounts and all that. Like, I love Kevin Durant. I love his game. I respect his game. But some of the stuff he does, you know, on social media, like, they're a little nonsense, but whatever. But also at the same time, like, do you take that risk of trying to acquire Kevin Durant and, you know, taking that headache and also at the same time, he, you know, he, he's surely got a couple years left. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, Kevin Durant has been in his bag. But also at the same time, like, he's not really too much of a young cat. I mean, you know, right now, you know what I mean? He's kind of looking on the older side. So you also got to take that in consideration. You know what I mean? Like, That's how what many, I mean, yeah. ultimately, how many years does he have left? And you don't want to get rid of one of these young guys with a ton of potential That's what I mean. for a star that's going to help you out. Yeah. Like, unless you ultimately have a team that's ready now that – are going to pursue and 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 really bounce on on Kevin Durant and 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 really make things work, you know? That like that, like that's that's the only thing I could think about like like not only between Miami and Phoenix who they're going to have to give give away, but ultimately with them giving them away, like 
who, whoever that is, whoever, the, whatever players they're giving away. Also, at the same time, like then you're gonna need Kevin Durant now, like for the few years he has left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like left in the tank. So, you know, it, it's it's so crazy to think about, man. The the offseason moves in the NBA, they're always so in, interesting, man. They keep you up on your toes all the time. So I'm kind of curious to see what Brooklyn does here because yeah. are they gonna start building around Ben Simmons possibly because. If Which, Kevin Durant is gone, Brian Windhorst just reported that Kyrie Irving most likely will go too. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So will they build? A, the question is, will they build around Ben Simmons now? And yeah. Do they get rid of KD and Kyrie Irving? All that cap space. Whoever they're going to bring in, like trading away maybe Kevin they, Durant. Maybe they trade for a lot of young talent. Yeah, and and build around it. You know, they got to. And that's probably what it's going to take for Kevin Durant to get traded is getting young talent in return and somebody that you know who is going to be a superstar in the future. True, true. So, Sean, I kind of want to talk about another trade that happened uh, last night. So, between Atlanta and the San Antonio Spurs, my boy, my favorite player in the league, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about him on previous episodes of the podcast, for sure, DeJounte Murray. So, he went from playing in the Western Conference over to the Eastern Conference. So, I love the fact that he went to Atlanta and all the love and respect to San Antonio I love Greg Popovich. I love the whole front office. I love the whole entire organization um, behind the San Antonio Spurs. The only thing is, you know, they're they're young. They're still in rebuilding mode. And this opens up a new eye to DeJounte Murray because now he potentially might be with a team that could possibly make it to the playoffs. And who knows how far, you know what I mean? Like, but it's going to be crazy. See, like, if we match up with Atlanta with the Sixers, like, you know what I mean? Just see my boy DeJounte, like, dude, like, you know, me and Sean, you know, big big players at NBA 2K. Dude, I can't wait for 2K to update their game and change mm-hmm. Dante Murray into Atlanta Hawks jersey. But ultimately for Atlanta, I think this is such a bright spot. And ultimately Atlanta won this trade by a long shot, man. By a long shot. I really think it was a good trade by the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, it was a great trade. One, um, you now have another playmaker on the team besides Trey Young, which is perfect. And you have another guy that can dribble. Yep. Besides Trey Young, I mean, yep. you see all those other guys, and they really can't dribble the ball. They can't facilitate the ball. So now yeah. you have another facilitator in Dejounte Murray, and you also got that guy at the top of the key who is your best defender. Yeah. So he's going to get you a lot of steals, and you know how good of a defender that Dejounte Murray is. So I think that oh, he's this, this trade is just magnificent for the hawks it is and, man and 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 dude i'm thinking about atlanta hawks team now they're stacked they man because because we really talked about this team. we talked about potentially this trade the rumors before it was actually established and put out there that you know ultimately you saw um about them giving away john collins and i was thinking i was like how could they do that like i was like there's no shot they're giving away john collins but you know for potentially uh, a young cat, as in, you know, DeJounte Murray. So, you know, originally they were getting rid of John Collins, and I was like, there's no way, man. He's too young. He's such a good stretch big. He stretches out the floor for Trey Young. He's perfect. So, dude, I'm just looking at with the addition of DeJounte Murray, it's crazy. Atlanta's stacked. And all they had to get rid of was Gail Nari and three first-round three first round picks. I mean, dude, Atlanta won this trade, man. I, I kind of feel like that Atlanta's just not done, though. I mean, I really feel like they're, they're going to still give making up. some more moves? Yeah, I do. I think they're going to... I don't think they're going to keep the same roster that they have now assembled. I really don't. I think that John Collins or Clint Capella or somebody. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's going. I, I really believe so. Yeah. Um. Because we can't forget about that guy who I brought up on, 
uh, previous episode on the podcast, the guy who was getting a lot of time, his last name was like... Adoku or something. Yeah, o- I know who you're talking about. Okugu yeah, or, or, about. or somewhere around that. But yeah. it was when Clint Capella was injured. So he was getting a lot of playing time. Uh, but he's young with a ton of potential. And, you know, it was later in the season when Clint Capella was bouncing back to his regular Clint Capella self. So, you know, they, a- Atlanta's got a ton of talent on that team, man. They really do. They... And they still got uh, Bodon Bogdanovich. Like it's crazy, man. They do. They do have a ton of talent. It's it's outstanding, dude. It's it's crazy. So Atlanta definitely won this trade by a long shot. I mean, oh my gosh, man. It's it's insane. It's honestly insane. Like how much Atlanta won this trade. So James Harden declines his forty-seven million dollar player option. Yeah. Which- Frees so, up cap space. Frees up so much he, cap space he's supposed for to, the Sixers. He's supposed to meet with the Sixers tomorrow. Yeah. And he'll get a contract around like $37, $38 million around there. Um, so it's interesting to see what the Sixers are actually going to do free agency. P.J. Yeah. Tucker is, is expected to meet with the Sixers tomorrow too. I've been hearing a lot of rumors <laughs> that three-year – $30 million deal. Yeah, and you know our thoughts about him. We were talking about it on the previous episode of the podcast. Like, as much as he's a perfect fit for Philly, I mean, do we really want him here? I mean, I like, don't know. I, I, do I really do feel like he can come here and just be a dog. I really do. I mean, he can sit in the corner, hit the Absolutely. threes, and he can defend, and he's perfect yeah. for Philly. So He definitely is. I, I think that Adam P.J. Tucker, I might have changed my mind on him. I, I think he might be a great addition, honestly. <laughs> coming around, coming around yeah. to him, yeah. And yeah. it's interesting to see if the Sixers – Free agency starts in three hours. Yeah. It's interesting to see if the Sixers will move to Tobias Harris. It's interesting. I saw a rumor maybe Matisse goes to Houston for Eric Gordon. You know, so it's it's mm. interesting to see what Daryl Morey has up his sleeve. You know, wonder if somehow he could pull out a situation where he can get Kevin Durant. Dude, I wouldn't Only mind way. Eric Gordon. I wouldn't mind Eric Gordon. He'd be Gordon like that either. replacement for Seth Curry. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not as offensively He's that spot-up shooter you need off the bench. But, yeah, he's that spot-up shooter off the bench. He'd be perfect. He'd be perfect. And like we said on previous episodes of the podcast, that we need to go out and we need to get a solid big, man. Somebody with a little experience. Somebody who's pretty young. Not real young, like just coming out. I'm telling you, just go out out and re-sign Andre Drummond. I know. Just do it. Like, the Sixers need to do it. If no bridges were burned, I mean, I would love to bring in, bring in Drummond again. He was a beast, man. He was. He was. A beast from the East. Dude, he was, he was an outstanding, man. So I would love to bring Andre Drummond back. That's a great point that you brought up, Sean. Great, great point. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I want to see the Sixers do something, man. I, I do. I, I think they're going to be active today. I think they're going to be active tomorrow. And I would say they're going to be active between the next, like, Three to seven days. I, I, I think they're gonna make some moves. I yeah, really do. I absolutely. think they're gonna make a championship team here. I really, they're. I'm counting on them. I really yeah, am. Over the off season, yeah, gonna yeah. make some moves. And like we said, with the James Harden contract, opened up so much cap space, cap space for the Sixers. Yeah. You never so. know; they can go out and sign somebody that we don't even expect. Yeah, absolutely. But I wouldn't mind. I, dude. I also saw, um, they need some wing players and possible people were Daniel House Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. I, dude, I, I think Otto Porter Jr. would be a pretty solid Otto addition. Otto Porter Jr. He's Off the still bench, young. Wing, yeah. Good defender. With a ton of potential. Yeah, great defender. He's a young cat. Uh, you know, and, and he's going to have some time that's to develop. A solid, that's a solid bench player. Yeah, right that'd there. be solid. That'd be solid to come off the bench, dude. He'd be huge. But also at the same time, like we talked about on the previous episode of the podcast, last episode was I, I really want to get rid of Tobias Harris, man. Like, do you? I, I, I do. I do. 
and and I, and I talked to you about it. I, I I just think with his contract, he just hasn't done enough. Yeah, he turned up in the playoffs, but where was it at all regular season? I know he turned up when it really matters in the playoffs, but with Tobias Harris's contract, I mean, he's playing like a good, just a good player, not a great player. Like you know, like like, like look at previous seasons too. Like you know what I mean? Like he has his sparks, he has you know his, his high spots, but. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't mind getting rid of Tobias Harris, man. I just think, like, it's it's time for him to go. Yeah, well, $190 million contract wasn't for Tobias Harris at all. <laughs> I don't mind having him on the team because he really is a solid player, and he turned out very well in the playoffs for he us. He did, and like I said, like I gave him credit where credit is due, but also at the same time, like, I feel like he just hasn't been doing enough, and I think we've been giving him too many years of – him going unrecognized in Philly that, you know, it's it, it's it's time for him to go. I mean, I love Tobias Harris. I really do. I, I love him. But I just feel as if, though, like throughout his game, he's just not doing enough, man. I, I, I think we need more offensive power. And like I told you, like when he drives to the rim, man, with his size, he should abuse the contact. Like take the contact, take it to the rim all the time. Like he would be in the post and just force up like a contested hook shot or like fade away. I'm like, bruh. What are you doing? Like, drive. Like, draw the contact. You know what I mean? Like, stop playing so soft. I think that's what really made me, like, an airhead with him, man. Because he he had the size to play aggressive, and he would just play so soft. Yeah, he does. And it got I, under I my skin so bad. Yeah, I agree with that. It got under my skin so bad, man. Like, throughout the playoffs, throughout the regular season, like, when he was in a slump. You know what I mean? And, obviously, I gave him credit where credit is due when he turned up in the playoffs and when it matters. But, also, at the same time, like, throughout the regular season, just seeing him play so soft, I'm like – Come on, Toby. Like, you're better than that, man. Your experience, you've been in the league now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, step it up, man. You got this contract. Like, go out and show why, like, you earned it, you know? So, like, I really wouldn't mind getting rid of Tobias Harris. But also, at the same time, like, I really my, – my thoughts are up in between with getting rid of uh, Matisse Thibel because – just because he's so young with a ton of potential on the defensive end – and, you know, he he does have the offense. He just needs time to grow. And I know we talked about this on the previous episode. Like, uh, players, organizations, they don't give young players enough time to develop. Like, it's so rushed. Yeah, they have no is. time. They like, yeah. or if they get forced into a role. I mean, like, you know, shout out to King James. They forced King James, like, coming out of high school. You know what I mean? Praised him. Like, he was a god. He was a godsend. Like, you know, because of his freakish athleticism and everything. So, you know, he was ultimately meant to come in the league and carry the Cavs team like to the playoffs to the yeah. promised land yeah. and you know with with the pieces he had I mean it just wasn't happening and he was so young he still needed time to develop I mean he still you know carried you know the the way for the Cleveland Cavaliers but also at the same time you know all that pressure all that pressure and adversity and adversity and he dealt he dealt with it I mean personally like I I think he dealt with it like really good man mm -hmm. really good yep so, but but yeah, they just don't give they just don't give young guys enough time to they develop. They, they really don't, did. man. No, they never never did, never. So Bradley Beal declined his player option as well. Yeah, for the Wizards. Yeah, for the Wizards. Whew. So, where do you think you think? Oh. I think this guy's just addicted to winning. So, or addicted to losing. So I think. <laughs> I think he he's gonna get a massive. I heard the contracts around like two fifty or something, like a massive contract. Yeah, that he's gonna sign. Boston, Boston, Boston thinks that they get everybody. Yeah, like Boston thinks that they're always gonna get everybody. But 
I, I think that Bradley Beal stays with the Wizards. I think Bradley he, Beal's going to try to get a $250 million contract? Something like that, yeah. It's 200 and some million. I, 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 <laughs> He's going to get it from the Wizards. He'll definitely get it from the Wizards. That's why. I, Absolutely. That's why but I, anywhere else, that's going down. That, yeah, that's, I why, mean, that's why I believe that Bradley Beal will stay. Yeah, ju- just because, obviously, like he's an offensive threat. We know the type of player Bradley Beal can be on the all-star caliber level. But also, at the same time, you got to take into consideration with that uh, late in the season injury, like you got to take that in consideration. Like how much is he going to come back and bounce back from that injury? You know, so so also at the same time, like that's that stuff. You know, organizations and you know they they they, they have to take into consideration, and they surely will, Sean. They, yeah. they they surely will. They'll take all that stuff into consideration. And I'm just thinking, like, two hundred fifty million dollars for Bradley Beal. Yeah, Wizards are definitely going to throw him that. But any other team, that's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's not going to get that from anybody else. No. Yeah, that's why I believe that he stays with the Wizards. Um, I think he just likes losing. At some point, he has to really just like think about being unselfish. Like him and yeah. him and Layla are both. Yeah. Like they got to think about being unselfish, going to a contending team, and the Wizards just aren't yeah, Lil- a contending dude, team. Dude, Damian Lillard, Dame Dalla, he's just dude. He's so loyal to the Trailblazers. Like I, I understand. I love it. I love the mentality where he's coming from. But like, listen, Lillard, like. Dude, there, I there, mean, there Le- comes a time. Lillard did post KD on his Instagram story the other day, and now Woo! KD has requested a trade. <laughs> dude, that'd be insane. Yeah, and they do talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. Him, him and Dame so, Dude, that would be insane. That's something to make Dame Dollar and Kevin Durant going yeah. to Portland? That's something to keep an oh eye on. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, who is uh, who is Portland giving away at, 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 that, at, at that same? That's what I mean. I you don't know, know. Maybe giving away uh, Norman Powell or something and, yeah, like, yeah. a little package deal. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, what do you do there? I mean, if you're reporting the Trailblazers, I mean, obviously you got to you gotta give them all See, they this can was, for this Kevin Durant. This, this would be pretty good if you still had maybe C.J. McCollum or if you had um, pack up Gary a Trent Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd so, be great. I, I don't know. I, it's going to be very interesting to see where Kevin Durant goes. Oh, it is, man. It is. And I can't wait to see where he's bound to go. <laughs> what about the trade the other night? It was John Wall. John Wall, sign, man. Not the trade, the sign. Yeah, the sign with got the Clippers. Buy, got buyout from the Rockets and signed with the Clippers. Yeah, so they got a the new Clippers. big three there. Oh, my gosh, dude. Very interesting to see how this lineup is going to turn out. Dude, I, the defense and the offense. Yeah. Dude, and Sean, I know we talked about this throughout our conversation with our boys on PlayStation. <laughs> but ultimately... The season that Reggie Jackson has been having, I mean, do you start John Wall over Reggie Jackson and move him to the two guard, or do you have Reggie Jackson coming off the bench and start John Wall and have somebody else play the two guard? You I'm, know what I mean? Like, how is this going to work out? I'm keeping Jackson. I think Kawhi can play the power forward position. Oh, Kawhi can definitely. I think play, you. Play I think you could put George at shooting or at small forward. Yep. I think you put Reggie Jackson at shooting guard. Shooting guard. And your center John is John Wall, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi, and whatever center you got. Zubac or I don't think Zubac is. I don't know if he was resigning or if he was an free sure. agent okay. or something. Okay, so still up in the air. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I don't know if he still has a contract or not. I'm just, yeah. I don't know, but dude, that's crazy. Yeah, that's it's, big it's interesting three there, to see right? how this lineup is going to. Yeah, because dude, for for I mean, how many years has has it been since John Wall hasn't played two? Has it been two now since he hasn't played two or three? Right. Not playing with Houston, so yeah. I mean, and then having that 2020 injury, was the last time he played. Yeah, so he's I'm been pretty sure he got injured that season. He only played like forty some games. Yeah, so he's been in the lab, man. He's been cooking. I mean, you know, I follow John Wall on Instagram, and you know, he puts up his videos. You know, working in the lab. So I'm ecstatic. I'm a huge fan of John Wall. So I can't wait to see, you know, how he bounces back 
from you know his injury and you know with 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 all the time off. <laughs> Was that Joel the troll yeah. and bead? <laughs> Tweeted out, LOL. Tweeted out, LOL. Oh, my gosh. Dude, He's he's got something under his sleeve. Joel Embiid's got to be thinking something, you know? So kind of shifting our focus over to the baseball side of things, uh, let's talk a little about the fighting Phils. So listen, man, I mean. Back on the losing streak, yeah, man. Back on the losing streak. Back on the losing streak, unfortunately. So our two-game series, no, I'm sorry, three-game series against the Braves. We have our third and last game of the three-game series tonight at 6.05. So we lost both of those games. And then before that, uh, the series with the Padres, we we won three out of the four. That was nice. That was broken, yeah. Yeah, it was I, nice like against I said, the Padres. I said possibly win the three out of the four. Yeah, possibly win the three out of the four. Yeah, we, we, I think we both said uh, – they were probably going to win three out of the four. It, yeah, it's it's about to get it's about to get really tough for the Phillies. Not having Bryce Harper on your team, the Phillies are not going to win without Harper. Yes, yes. Harper, let's talk about that injury, Har- man. Harper's their spark. He's their light. Yeah. He like he's just the guy who gets you pumped up. Yeah, absolutely. And not ha- not having Harper, I mean, he's your legitimate superstar yeah. of the team. And I saw a report he might not be back for like six to eight yeah, weeks I or mean, somewhere he around. Plans that. to come back. Um, this season, but not having him, it's going to be really tough. Oh, it's I mean, going to be really tough, so man. So they have to try and take advantage and just ball out for him and hopefully Absolutely. that they can catch some wins. And by the time he comes back, fight for that playoff spot and hopefully get into the playoffs. I mean, it's going to be really tough. I really believe that the Phillies cannot win without Bryce Harper. No, I, I, I also think they cannot either, but also at the same time. It's baseball and it's one player, but it's your best player. and your best player. You yeah. really and you him. still got Segura out. Still got exactly. Jason Gore out, man. Dude, I'm expecting a huge step up from Kyle Schwarb. Oh, man, oh, he has been June, ecstatic. June Schwarber. Oh, my God. June Schwarber. Dude, he's been nuts, man. Just cracking that ball. Unbelievable. Dude, his homers have just been outstanding. I think it's going to be a huge con- contrib- <sighs> contribute from Kyle Schwarber. I think he's going to contribute outstanding for the Fighting Phillies, man. Expect him to go off. Throughout the whole month of July, he is going to be huge. I guarantee it. I'm making my bold prediction now that Kyle Schwarber is going to be that guy. Dude, vote him into the All-Star game, man. Yes. 11 home yes. runs in June, yes. Yes. 11. Oh, my gosh, man. So, so what is he up to, like 19 or 20 now? I think he has like 21 home runs. 21? He's yeah. Got, or 22 or something. 22? He's, I think he has the lead in the National I think he just took over and- uh, Goldschmidt. Wow! I think he yeah, just, and Goldschmidt's having an MVP season, man. Yeah. He's dude. <laughs> he's got twenty two bombs. Twenty two. Wow. Yeah, Goldschmidt's dude. He's having a breakout MVP MVP season, dude. Season ranked for fantasy. He's number one uh, as of this week. Paul Goldschmidt has been. Goldie's been cracking that bat, man. He's been super hot, and usually he doesn't get hot till later in the season. And actually, another thing I wanted to talk about after our series with the Braves, we have a three-game series against the Cardinals. So talking a little bit about Paul Goldie. Oh, Schwerber, yeah, Schwerber and Paul Goldie action. Little, little going at it. Uh, Schwerber's tied for fourth in home runs. Fourth in home runs? Oh, okay. Yeah, great statistic And Goldschmidt is eighth. An eighth? Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, I think – so let's kind of break down our predictions for that three-game series against the Cardinals, Sean. So how many games do you think we've taken out of three? 
Um, against the Cardinals, they're a really tough team. They're really are we tough. Ho- are we home or are we away? Uh, I believe we're home. Yeah, we're home. I believe we're I, home. I yeah, think, we are I home. think since we are home, I think that the Phillies can take two out of three games. Two out of three games? I believe Cardinals, two out of three think? games. I don't think we can sweep them. Definitely can't sweep them. But I do think we could take two out of three possibly. Two out of three? Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe one out of three. It's, yeah. it's tough. Well, I'm going to stick with my decision and say two out of three. Sean, I'm going to be brutally honest, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb here, and I'm going to say we take one out of three yeah. games against Cardinals. Just because the Cardinals are such a good offensive team, and like I said, Paul Goldie is having to break out MVP season. Like I said, he usually doesn't get hotter till the second half of the season, and he's just been on fire. Like I said, season ranked number one uh, in fantasy right now as of this week, and you know, I, I think we take one out of the three games, but I'm just being brutally honest, just with the injury with Bryce Harper. But like I did say, I'm expecting Kyle Schorber to carry that weight, carry the load on his shoulders, man, for the Phillies offense. I expect him to have a huge month in July. Sunday huge night's month. matchup against the Cardinals is going to be great. Wheeler versus Wainwright. Oh, I wonder if that's Sunday night baseball on Sunday. It probably is, I would guess. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, and that's I'm a expecting. So, yeah, let's let's make our predictions for for that night. Uh, you, you said that's Sunday, right? Yeah, it's Sunday night. Yes, yeah, so Sunday night at 708. They play at 708. So, Wheeler against Wainwright. So, how many strikeouts are we going for Wheeler? Because, dude, Wheeler has been having an outstanding season. This season, man. He was a little off the other night. A little off the other night. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I think he bounces back. I'm going to say that Wheeler has eight Ks. Eight Ks? Eight strikeouts? Okay. And I think he goes goes seven. I would say seven. Goes seven? Goes seven? All right. So, I can see... And the Phillies win. I could see Wheeler going seven. I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm going to say they win that game also. They lose the first two out of the three-game series against the Cardinals. Um, I'm going to say he has, hmm, I'm going to say seven strikeouts and he goes seven. So just one more strikeout down from, you know, your prediction with eight. So, and I think that, um, we see a Schwab bomb in that game as well. You know what? You know what? I'm going to agree with you, Sean. I'm going to say we see see a Schwab bomb too. I think that, you know, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say who else has a bomb? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Alec, Alec Boom. Alec Boom hits a bomb. Alec Boom? Yeah, Alec. Bold prediction yeah, right there. Alec Boom hits a bomb. Yeah, I'm, I'm, expecting, I'm expecting him to come alive too, Alec Boom. I'm expecting a huge, huge step up uh, with the absence of Bryce Harper. So, you know, it, it, it's it's tough for the Phillies right now, man. Still having Gene Scorer out, you know what I mean? That's deficit. And then, you know, having Bryce out. And I know Bryce is shaking in his bed, man, freaking saying – Oh, I want to help out my team so bad. You know what I mean? Like just watching the Phillies play, and just for him not to be there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I feel for Bryce, man. Uh, hope, you know, hoping, uh, praying for a speedy recovery for the man. You know, Bryce Harper, that's our boy, and you know, hoping that he can bounce back from this injury. He surely can, man. He's got the worth ethic to do it. For sure. For sure. For sure. So that is going to wrap up episode eighteen for Thread and Needle Podcast. Hope you guys have a good one.